Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Florida Man Plays X-Wing. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the Reverend Joe Laporta. And with you, as always, is Darth. Yes. And then my other co-host, Carlos Ramirez. How's it going, man? I, I just got a switch, and I'm super stoked. Da, 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 da. You got a, you got you a switch? You turn the lights on. Yeah, I got a Nintendo Switch. Oh, man. Oh, a Nintendo Switch. What are you playing on the... What, do you, what games did you get? What did you start with? Uh, I got Super Mario Party... And I got Super Mario Odyssey so far. Okay, cool. So yeah. you can play the Super Mario Brothers. You and my on, getting on that Nintendo kick. You and my twelve me you and my twelve year old can play online together. Probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I trust me, I feel like a kid. Like all the settings too, I'm setting it on. It's like it keeps it keeps warning you and saying like um, are you a child? Please have your parent program your thing. Like all through the other steps, I'm like, I'm an adult. Leave me alone. It's like, I are you a man play? child? Perhaps you should get a job. I'm like, I have a job. That's how I afforded the switch. <laughs> <laughs> I got a really good deal on it though. I've been sitting basically. I missed Black Friday, and I was just like, I right, fuck it. I'll keep it out. So um, I waited until there was like a flash deal on. I think it was on Groupon. Oh, cool. Um, so. Yeah, I got it super discounted, so I could afford to buy games because all the games are still at full price, basically. So, yeah. In similar news, I beat Super Metroid this week. It only took me twenty five years. <laughs> nice. Nah, yeah. Yeah, he was very he's very excited about it. He texted everybody. And Peyton, look, Peyton called me a liar. He's like, I don't believe you. I'm like, but 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 I got witnesses. But but I did it. Games actually <laughs> turns out not that hard. Yeah, I uh, I've never actually played Super Metroid until I got the uh, the Super Nintendo little mini classic. one. The, yeah, That's the when I beat it on the other day. I was like, this feels good. Yeah, yeah. So I was just like, I never even played it until then. And I was just like, this game's super fun. Why did I miss out on this? Yeah, pretty good story to it. I'm impre- I was impressed. Well, my weekend was considerably less fun. I uh, I spent about 18 hours uh, reimaging servers because of viruses. So that was. That was super fun. So you played Dr. Mario instead. Uh, yeah, I, I guess if you want to call it that. Throw the blue pill at the, the server. I just kept the throwing. the pill at the yeah. motherboard. Yes, that's, that's, that's what I did for about 18 hours on Saturday. It was, it was great. But anyways, good times. <laughs> All right, well, let's get this thing kicked off in the right way. Gentlemen, what you drinking, Steve? I got myself uh, Bold City Duke's Cold Nose Brown Ale, which is a Jacksonville classic. Ah, Carlos, what you got over there, buddy? I uh, picked up uh, something new today, I guess. Uh, Pulp Friction from Motorworks Brewing. That's actually a Florida uh, brewing company I'd never heard of before. That so. that sounds like an adult film. I'm not gonna lie. Well, I mean, it's a Pulp Friction. Tar- Pulp Fiction. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. It's a Tarantino movie. It is. Yeah. It's a well, I mean, great film. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Oh yeah, but that's that would be the <laughs> you just yes. Got I got it. Right. it. I got yeah, what you're talking about now. Well, gentlemen, uh, well, uh, dials down, bottoms up, and let's get this show on the road. Yeah. So, uh, so this week we're talking about, or we're going to start off at least by talking about the um, the unofficial X-wing 2.0 supplemental rules and regulations uh, that have been put out by a group of uh, tos and judges who do like the system opens and all the high end events, worlds, stuff like that. And um, basically, it's just a it's just a, a bunch of rulings that FFG has not officially made rulings for yet. Uh, and then these are the way that 
that uh, that these these rulings will be ruled at the larger events that the system opens and stuff like that. And it's also giving a resource to uh, the more local judges who are going to be doing things like hyperspace trials and even just your normal weekly tournaments. Um, it it kind of fills in some rules gaps uh, that everybody can use. So um, I personally think it's really cool. I, I love uh, I, I like I like the fact that it's giving everybody like a standardized baseline to work off of. As long as everybody understands that this is not an official document, you know this this is uh, this is just the way that a lot of judges are agreeing to rule things. So um, I, I think it creates a nice baseline for the community, um, and everybody can go look at this and probably have a fair idea of how their judges are going to rule these things um, at whatever tournaments they show up to. So. Uh, what do you think, Carlos? What have, uh, have you you've looked it over? I know I know you've gone through it with a fine tooth comb. What's the uh, what's what's your consensus? I have, and actually, just full disclosure for everybody that people have been asking me: Are you part of the now Judge Illuminati? And I just want to come clean: I am not, but I am drinking a little bit of the Flavorade uh, <laughs> because <laughs> I have been, uh, kind of keeping in touch with a lot of this stuff that's been going on behind the scenes. Um, just because really, um, there has been since even towards the end of the first version, uh, sort of a push for judges to have consensus rulings on stuff that just was not clear. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, uh, the hoopla last year with, um, I think it was Genius and Trajectory Simulator, uh, where some people were allowing it, some people weren't. Uh, and that turned out right before that, obviously, the FFG uh, came out yeah. and finally added it to the rules reference. Yeah. Uh, but that turned into a huge, you know, shit storm because all of a sudden, you know, it was right in the middle of, I think, was it Regionals, uh, I believe? Uh, yeah. Right in the middle of regional system, uh, regionals uh, championships. Uh, you have people that travel a lot for regional championships, and all of a sudden, you know, their list worked for one tournament but didn't work for the other. Mm -hmm. uh, that kind of inconsistency drives a person crazy, especially yeah. you know if they found a formula. Obviously, back then it was the uh, NIM, you know, trajectory simulator genius, you know, combo and all that stuff. And you know, since it was so powerful. You know what I mean? To literally go into a tournament and be told that you can't use it the way you're expected to, uh, you know, it just ruins your entire day. Yeah. Um, as much as, you know, you, you should have your day ruined because that shit was, you know, broken as hell anyways. But yeah, that's beside the point. <laughs> um, so since then, there's been a lot of push. Uh, different judges and stuff like that have been kind of keeping track of the, the major tournaments. Uh, wanted some kind of consensus thing. So I do like that about this. Um, I do like that they have reiterated it's not official. Um, I like that, um, you know, now we can, you know, there are people that are traveling through multiple system opens. This year, I'm lucky enough to go to two. Um, I want to make sure that when I go to one and then I go to the other one, I won't have to all of a sudden choose a different list or something just because there's some interaction that's just going to be ruled differently. Uh, yeah. So that makes me feel comfortable going to larger events. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think it's a good thing. I like it as a supplemental measure. Um, I like that it doesn't overrule anything FFG has done, you know, and they're just trying to fill in the gaps. I mean, I'm a little disappointed in FFG, to be honest with you, that like a bunch of people can get together and put this together. But like FFG can't find the time to be like, oh, yeah, this is probably either the way it should be or shouldn't be. 
know what I mean? I'm not really sure why sometimes it takes them a long time to make rulings on these things. You know, I, I can see them want to do their due diligence and deliberate it on it enough, but like, it can't reasonably take more than a day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no particular, I've never seen a ruling in X-Wing that I thought was so contentious, so weird, so bizarre, so nuanced or anything that like, if you were the guy at FG whose job was to make rulings, you shouldn't be able to make it in like 12 hours. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's take a survey around the office and call it a day. Yeah, I don't think there's a whole lot of reason why why they couldn't have have put most a lot of these out already. But uh, you know how I mean, they they just they just take forever with that stuff sometimes. So, <laughs> but uh, you know, like that's why we got such a great community that comes together and does stuff like this. So, um, you know, major props to these guys for for taking the initiative. Um, the one thing I do want to say is, uh, for those of you who haven't seen this yet, uh, I'm actually going to do something informational with the description of the episode this time. I'll put the link for this in the description when I, you know, when I post this episode, so uh, you can you can pull this up and uh, and find it um, because it's 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 a good it's definitely a good thing to read over. And we're not going to go through every single thing in here tonight, but um, you know, we're just going to talk about a few of the things that. Uh, interested us i guess so what was the uh what was the most interesting ruling in here to you to you carlos uh well there, there was one that i do want to talk about mainly because internally in my group we have been discussing this to uh no end i i didn't actually i'm not there it is um is gaining multiple tokens uh, and what's good is that i see that they came to the same conclusion that i did uh, now the one interaction uh that i've been discussing with some of my league mates is uh static discharge veins and neon numb uh, so basically neon numb's ability allows you to if you have a, a ship at range zero to one within your arc i think it's range one i, I, I basically that's not the important part but um you are able to remove a stress token. Um, so static discharge veins, what it can do is that if whenever you gain an ion token, you may replace it with a stress token and then pass that ion token mm -hmm. to a ship at range one. So the theory here is that some, you know, uh, someone was trying to build a list with neonum static discharge veins. Let's say they go into range one against an ion cannon turret Y-wing. And the Y-Wing puts, you know, one hit and three ions on Neon Numb. Well, his thought process was he can just go ahead and take all the ion tokens, all three of those ion tokens, put it right back onto the Y-Wing, and then remove all those three stress tokens. Mm -hmm. um, and I came to the conclusion based on, you know, using uh, precedent, right? And I think that's the one thing that's important here. I, I, I see that some of the rulings, at least... Uh, use precedent as a reasoning why they came to the conclusion. Yeah. Uh, one of them is panic pilot. The critical damage just says gain two stress tokens. So you come to the conclusion that you can, in the game, gain multiple stress tokens simultaneously. Mm -hmm. It doesn't tell you gain one stress token, then gain an additional stress token, or after you gain one, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't yeah. say the language and separates those two tokens in any form. So in that scenario, you have Neon Numb, you get shot at, you get three Ion tokens. Um, 
you basically are able to use static discharge veins once per opportunity. So you get to take one of those ion tokens, do your thing with Neon Num, but that's it. So you have to gain those other two ion tokens. Uh, you can't just you know automatically discharge all three of them. Yeah. Um, so I think that conclusion uh, is pretty much uh, very clear here as well, uh, which makes me feel good that so came deduce that from some of the clues that you get from the game elsewhere and yeah. i really do think that people need to understand that because one of the the major major arguments on the other side which i understand was that uh well you know when you're dealing damage you deal one card at a time so wouldn't you just deal the ion tokens one at a time and i said not necessarily because it's a replacement effect and replacement once you replace an effect you no longer follow the rules of the other thing that was replaced. Mm -hmm. So just because you deal damage cards one at a time doesn't necessarily mean that once you switch to, you know, dealing ion tokens instead, you still follow the rules of the damaged cards. Um, so that's something that is clear here and it made me feel better about the fact that actually before this document even came out, I came to that conclusion. This verified that I was on the right track and I was thinking, you yeah. know, basically just how these uh, judges are thinking, which is use president, use what's written, and then come to that conclusion. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it's good to see. I mean, it's always nice to have, like, your <laughs> your initial thoughts kind of val uh, validated. Um, but the uh, I think it was kind of funny. <laughs> you know, the jam I thought was kind of funny how they had to uh, clarify that one, um, basically saying that the player who causes the jam effect um, or takes the jam action basically uh, gets to choose everything, which I thought was fairly self-explanatory. But apparently there was some argument argument about that one. But <laughs> um, I think the other uh, the other one now the one I will say there was one that I kind of disagree with a little bit, and I'm just going to mention this. But um, Darth Vader crew, uh, I don't really like the take on this that um, that you have to do. The Vader action as soon as you decide to uh, to measure for range, um, and I think there's a couple different reasons why. Um, my main reason being that the uh, the May is a, is referring to both measuring the range and spending the force charge. So if I decide not to spend the force charge, I don't have to do the rest of uh, the effect. At least that's kind of how I see it. Um, so, anyways, I mean, you know. It's it's whatever you can agree or disagree with me on that, but um, that's that's just kind of my personal take on that one. I know there are some other people arguing also that the uh, measuring for range isn't isn't necessarily a uh, an intent thing. Um, so <clears throat> I know you know who knows uh, that one can go to. I think FFG needs to definitely give a, a, a firm ruling on that one because I think that one's still kind of up in the air. I, I think in general, what we need to be clear on is measuring rules. When are you allowed to measure mm -hmm. and when are you not? Because, uh, you know, some of the things that they, they change uh, with the lock action, uh, which made it really easy uh, for people to be able to just measure anywhere they want to because they, they you know, pick the lock action and they can choose to measure every single thing that is, you know, in range and then choose which one to lock. Now they've made that a lot clearer than it was in version one where you chose, you know, a specific ship or, you know, at that point it was just a ship because you couldn't lock objects, but you say, I'm going to lock this ship. And 
you know, even though technically there was nothing in the rules that said you couldn't just measure in the complete opposite direction, you know what I mean? And then kind of pivot your range ruler all the way around. Um, you know, it, it basically, you know, was kind of assumed that, you know, you wouldn't do stuff like that because you were just measured to the ship that yeah. you, you're tar uh, intending to target lock. Um, so I like how they opened it up with the lock action this time because it made it a little bit, it stepped it back a little bit without the, you know, super hyper competitive play. Hey, you know, the lock action you can measure at any single object within range three and then choose that way people don't, you know, start calling foul or start saying, well, that's not what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Um, in this sense, I also think that that needs to be clarified. Any abilities, uh, you know, beyond lock, do you get to when it has, you know, it, it provides a, a may option, uh, just like Darth Vader crew is, can you measure first and then decide, basically figure out what are all my options, my legal options to do this and then decide what I can do. Is that possible? They need to define that very, very clearly. Uh, because the one thing that I do understand what they're trying to do is this declaration of intent. Yeah. Uh, which basically kind of forbids people to game it and try to find the information that they wouldn't have otherwise. Even though, uh, you know, we talked about this a little bit. You know, I don't, I don't think that people are trying to do that specifically. But there is some knowledge to be gained. You know, if a yeah. ship is right at the cusp of two and three, then you get to measure. You get to find out that you don't have range for Vader, and then you get to call yeah. it back, and you, there's no risk measure. Yeah, basically. yeah. And let me let me make it clear too. I have no skin in this game. I really don't care whether or not Vader, you know, which way Vader works. I I mostly just think the interpretation of of it is of how it's actually written is. I don't think this is the right interpretation. At least that's like I said again. That's just my feeling. But. Um, you know, because it's to me, it's like unless you take that spend one force charge part and separate it from that the May sentence, uh, and it, 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 like if it said you uh, if uh, choose one ship in your firing arc at range zero to two, then spend one force charge, then I would say okay, so the May is on the measuring range, not the force charge, but in this case, to me, it's on both parts of that sentence, but <clears throat> just because there's no separation. And there, I just, you know, from a, from a grammatical standpoint, at least that's why it makes sense to me. But, mm -hmm. um, so I don't know, but well, what's uh, good. What, well, what's good again. And that's what we discussed. None of this stuff is official. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, you know what I mean? At your tournaments, you have the complete, you know, power as a judge to rule that differently. Well, uh, you know what I mean? yeah, I'm not going unclear. to. I'm not going to, though. I mean, like, mm -hmm. like, I think the whole point of this document is to try to help make the community more standardized. So I'm going to use this document and I'm going to I'm going to use it the way it is, because I want my players to all have a consistent experience, um, you know, because I'm doing local events mostly. So when people are coming to the local events, they're they're trying to get ready for the hyperspace trials and other other larger event system opens and stuff like that i don't want to screw them up with 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 inconsistent rulings so i'm going to use this whether i like it or not but just because i think it's good for the consistency sake of of the for the community but you know anyway that's just for me like i said for me it's just a personal it's a personal feeling at least on this particular ruling and uh take it or leave it but that's just that's just how i see it so um, 
what else we got in here? Uh, I know they clarified Major Reimer. Um, One of the ones that uh, stood out to me the most was the uh, dice etiquette. That was oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. The dice etiquette was kind of funny. So like, they, they just had all this dice etiquette stuff in there about um, whether or not uh, you know what is a cocked die and using using uh, dice cups and dice towers and well, all that kind of stuff. I, I have I have a quick question for for Joe. Joe, you use a dice tray, right? Uh, I do. So. When you're using a dice tray, do you clarify ahead of time whether or not if results come out of the dice tray, if they're valid I or not? I have never had one come out. Oh, well, they've you're... never had to do that because I can freaking aim. <laughs> yeah, I can't. So yeah, yeah, I I roll like a stormtrooper when I'm rolling into yeah. a dice tray. Well, I miss I, half the time. You at least don't you don't bring your own dice tray though, like. No. You, you, I mean, I know you have to end up using using them when you're on stream sometimes, and and I've had to do the same thing. And it's just, <laughs> you know, it's a it's, tiny little dice tray too. And yeah. Like, oh God, good lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, that's that's one thing. Like, and this this one gets this one has happened to me a few times actually, and um, I kind of find it really annoying, where I'll have somebody who has a dice tray, and they'll start using the dice tray. We won't really talk about it before the game because I don't care if you use a dice tray. But they'll they'll start using the, the dice tray and then one of their die will pop out of the tray and onto the mat and, you know, come up with whatever the result may be. And then uh, they're like, oh, I always re-roll it if, it, if it if it jumps out of the tray. And I'm like, but it's on the mat. Like, it's on the playing field. It's still a valid <laughs> roll. <laughs> why, why are we re-rolling dice here randomly just because it didn't stay in this little container that you brought <laughs> I, i've always found that to be just kind of a uh, that's that's kind of like one of my joe like pet peeves i guess in in x-wing is the uh is the dice the, the dice tray pop-outs but um and mostly just treating them as if it's it, they have to be re-rolled i don't really understand why it, they need to be it, re-rolled I like that i don't even like that awkward moment where like they haven't even asked yet or said anything about it but like you both kind of look at each other like what is the ruling here and then yeah. they try to kind of game it to be like well let's see what we're gonna do here yeah yeah and uh, that always seems to be the case right if it pops out if it's a crit it's valid but if yeah. it pops out and if it's a blank then it's not valid you need to re-roll it yeah and that's that's always been the so me as a person that doesn't use a dice tray i tend to basically you know it, it's very different for me when somebody is using one mm -hmm. so it, like i get to remember those kind of interactions a lot uh, which is funny because I tend to remember that that's usually what ends up happening to me. Yeah. That when I'm playing somebody and the dice falls out, it's like every time it falls out, it's a crit. It's like all of a sudden it's a legal thing. But if yeah. it's if it's a blank, all of a sudden it's not. And it's whatever happens first. You know what I mean? If it, and that seems it, to be the standard. It almost kind of reminds me. We talked a lot last week about, about like a mulligan. Well, yeah. we talked a lot about the impetus of making choices and like who has to make them a choice here and who has the. You know the strategic thing there and it's another one of those times where it's like i feel like my opponent has then forced me to decide what kind of sportsman i am you know what i mean they've kind of punted on whether or not they are going to be honest and forthright about what they should do when this comes out and they're like they'll like kind of look at you like well, what do you think i should do it's like man i think you should take that die you're not allowed to use that die for the rest of the game play with three dice <laughs> yeah you know what i mean don't ask me what i think because i'll tell you what i think yeah i also uh 
Uh, I'm actually not even that mad about it. That actually came out of nowhere. But it's like it's one of those times where it's like I, I have to like decide how nice of a person I feel like being. Yeah. I, I and this actually this isn't in the in this rules reference. I don't think it is at least. I, I don't I didn't see anything about it. But one of my biggest and this this came up in a match and I think you you were there, Carlos. You 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 probably know what I'm talking about. This came up in a match where I had an opponent. It was a towards the end of a game. It was a very close match. It was uh, and I had an opponent oh my shoot God. at me, <laughs> shoot at me at range one, and accidentally roll five dice instead of four. And their five die roll rolled like a hit, a focus, and three blanks, and they had no focus token. And then, apparently, according and at the time I didn't know this, but according to the rules, if you roll the wrong amount of dice, if you roll too many, you actually pick up and re-roll the re-roll the correct amount of dice, re-rolling the entire thing, and <laughs> turning. So you went from one hit to uh, three hits and a crit. <laughs> and ended the game and i was like really really that to me was, like i ha- i still to this day have an incredible problem with that ruling like i i i think that needs to be i i think if you roll the wrong amount of dice like that your opponent should just get to choose to take one out that's like that should just be the way it is that's just your punishment for being an idiot but oh my god i remember that happening too and it was just it felt like the most awkward moment because i yeah. just didn't know i didn't know what to say because i was like it's it was the right call but it's also just shit luck you know oh, yeah because I mean? yeah. it's like i, I couldn't I mean? be mad at anybody because that's just what the rule was i was just mad in general but i was like what the this is i was mad at the rule at the rule yeah. itself i thought i'm like really that's the rule that's the way that's handled because i because honestly like in my entire career of x-wing i don't know that that had ever come up before it had never happened and so it was like the first time and then it, it was it was in the cut at a store championship and you know i think it was the top four i guess i don't know yeah. it was, it was i've had the i've had the opposite happen i've had uh well i rolled like three hits or something yeah and the guy rolled too many green dice he rolled three green dice instead of two and he rolled three evades yeah and then he just went oh well you can just cancel one of them out it's two evades yeah yeah and I'm like, what? <laughs> no, that's not how it works. <laughs> that is not yeah. how it works. Like, no. You know, yeah. it's like. Yeah. So it's it's one thing. It can go either way. And I understand that. I just think that it's like, I to me personally, like when once the dice are rolled, the dice are rolled, you know, and unless it falls off the table or is cocked, it is what it is. So it's like if it's on the mat, you know, whether it's come into or out of your box or. <laughs> Is there any? Sorry, is there uh, not doing phrasing anymore? Phrasing, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is there any casino game that where you roll uh, different sets of dice, uh, basically? Because I know craps, but the, you always roll two, so there never be a situation where you roll two. Yeah, yeah. I I honestly don't know. I've I don't know casino games well. Because I would I would love <laughs> to just say we need to implement casino rules. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, because casino would let you bring your own dice from home. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that'll um, be a thing that'll happen. Yeah. Everybody um, needs to roll house dice. Yeah. Oh, you, uh, you really want to You know that's actually that's actually happened at regional tournaments. You guys know that, right? Where like uh oh, judge they, one time had like what? get a guy a new set of like factory sealed dice. 
Yeah. No, uh, well, no, 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 this is different. We're not going to talk about that one. But no, uh, we've seen multiple Holly's tournaments. Not listening. Shut up. <laughs> we've seen multiple. I've seen multiple tournaments where uh, once the cut is made, you know, how original yeah. top eight cut get dice. Yeah. The top eight cut has to use the fresh dice from then on. Uh, yeah. Right, sure. Fine. Yeah. Whatever. Which I is mean, cool. I guess it's like, yeah. yeah, you might as well use the stuff that you just earned, but. I thought that was just like get to be forced to do it. I'm just waiting to hear over that one guy that said "fuck you" and then just yeah. kept rolling his own dice. Yeah, it'll yeah. be interesting to see if that ever happens to me. What we were talking about, about rolling the wrong number of dice, because it's another one of those very specific things that I do when I play. That that I attempt in all ways to avoid those sort of conflicts. Before I roll dice, me and my opponent have to agree on the number of dice about to be rolled. That's sort of one of my rules. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, "That is a range blah 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 shot." through an obstacle with your primary is this and i'm adding one for the obstacle i should be rolling four defend dice right Mm -hmm. and like we both have to agree to that before i will throw dice down on the table yeah so like it'll be really interesting if we both agree on the wrong number and i throw them one time and we have to kind of figure it out then yeah i don't i don't do it all the time but i do tend i mean i generally speaking i tend to announce the dice the number of dice so i i generally say okay i'm rolling three to your two or whatever you know i say something uh when the dice roll is about to happen just to verify to both players kind of what's going on. Uh, I think that's a good habit to get in. And like I said, I, I, I think I do it. I, I know I do it a lot. I probably don't do it every single it's like die, a die roll thing. Like I, like I said, I don't barrel roll until like mm. I have already motion gestured and declared yeah. my intent of which direction I am going. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Mine, it, mine is a habit earned from playing Vassal because when you type it in, you always say, you know, three versus four or four versus oh, yeah. five. So you'll always type it in. So that kind of force to have it every time I attack. You have to make it clear ahead of time. Um, so I kind of do that too while I'm playing. I even take a step further because uh, I've been flying uh, Han Solo lately, the Scum Solo uh, mm-hmm. with Trick Shot. So people are very surprised when I say, okay, I'm rolling four dice. And they're like, what? <laughs> it's a two dice primary. And you're like at range three. And I'm like, yeah, well, one of them's trick shot, and then the other one is Han's ability. So I always have to like clarify, and I go, I put two dice down, and I go, trick shot, Han's ability, range one. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm like, grab each die and add it. That yeah. way they understand. I'm just not rolling five dice just for the sake of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, if, that, I try to do that too a lot now. It's just I go, I put the base set down, and then I add the dice based on the things. Uh, I mean, it feels like I'm playing safe, but really it's a bigger risk because what happens is like if my opponent, like since I've gone through all these preventative measures to make sure we're all very clear about what's going on in any of the games I play, when my opponent's still not listening or paying attention, then I get double pissed off. (laughs) I'm like, okay, I have declared who is shooting at who, from what range, I have declared the number of dice, I will be rolling the number of dice, you will be rolling. Then I roll dice like, how'd you get four dice? It's like... (laughs) <laughs> uh, let's start from the beginning let's yeah. try this one more time with your ears open this time yeah yeah and if you really want to force yourself to like really super pay attention to uh to the amount of dice that are getting tossed around in a game play a couple of games with test pilot blackout and like and where you have to stop for like every die roll and explain to your opponent why he's losing two two defense die <laughs> and that's a, that's 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 a fun one. That actually, like, you you spend a lot more time paying attention to how many dice are being rolled than than normal. I mean, some of it might be from my days of commentating a lot of games where it's like I am I am always declaring how many dice each person should be rolling yeah. for each shot. You know, for the benefit of sometimes you run out of things to say. Yeah, <laughs> like that's a good time waster. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did. I did like. Wasn't there something in here? I gotta look at it again. Well, there wasn't there something in here about uh, with the dice cups. 
like yeah, you can't like not cup. being too loud with the, with your dice cup. <laughs> oh, in this uh, in this supplemental thing. Yeah, was that in here? Uh, I, I don't think so. I can't remember. I mean, now I kind of want to break that rule and just bring like an empty gallon milk jug and just like shake my dice in that every time. Yeah, <laughs> you know the one thing that uh, uh, stacking balancing dice should not be used as a method of determining if a die is cocked. I do that all the time. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I'll stop doing that. I do want to point out that back in the day, there was always major night rules. If any of your dice were cocked, you had to reroll all of them. That really? was just standard play, and everybody knew it. If one die fell off the table, you had to reroll <laughs> all of them, and that was just the rules, and everybody knew it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a weird rule, but I guess if long as, if it's, as, long as that is the rule. But it was like so clear rule. and in the tournament rules, where yeah. like everybody knew it, and they're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> fell off the table, Dude, we're all really rolling. <laughs> The, the, all these dice rules, though, uh, really, really are going to be limiting for me because, like, it says stuff like, please don't roll dice to, like, bump shit up. And I'm like, I do that all the time. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I just splash, I just throw my dice I at splash. shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I try to get that nudge so that way my you dice get excited when can you get play. a rage like, Your dice go everywhere because, like, man, I'm firing. And you're like, yeah. fire the dice all the way across I don't, the think I've, I don't know that I've ever seen anybody get as quite as much height on their dice rolls as you, Carlos. Like, oh I, like I, every once in a while. He doesn't say it out loud, yeah. but I can see it in his eyes. When Carlos rolls dice, he's going pew, pew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I'll see look, if I can knock this guy out of the some, game. Sometimes I'll, I'll yeah. look over and see Carlos roll, rolling dice, and, like, one of them will just go, like, over his head and then, like, come back down onto the table. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> he's, like, one of the guys from, like, Punch Out. Like, he's like, da, 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 da. <laughs> okay, well, it's a, it's a big difference. The other day... Uh, Somebody rolled, I think it was like for a rock or something, and I was in a tournament. And he literally just, he did that whole uh, palm turn, uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, uh, Bilbo, when he drops the ring. Oh. Yeah, where he just kind of slowly turns his hand vertical. Just, like drops just him. falls. Yeah. Yeah. That's literally what he did. He rolled one die by just turning his hand. Yeah. That's yeah. And so I just like... like Oh my god! I literally saw it land straight on it. It didn't even bounce. It didn't even bounce. It just landed straight down on a blank. And I'm yeah. like, you can't do that. You have to roll the die. Yeah, yeah. And they, we just kept playing. I guess. Yeah. It didn't matter because I was losing. But it was yeah. just like, what? This is happening. Yeah. It's always <laughs> a weird. I, 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 it is kind of funny. Like, because I think I generally like don't. I, I really generally don't have a, a ton of pet peeves in, in X Wing, but I have a number of them regarding <laughs> must dice. Must be nice. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, but it's mo like pretty much all of them regard dice, like whether it's dice trays or like weird. Like I have a lot of weird little pet peeves about Man, about dice. dice. I don't know why. Movement, I just do. words, hygiene, see, shit. Like, yeah, <laughs> you name it. In, there's a whole entire page. I gave up on hygiene a long so. time ago. <laughs> you can't. You can't. I, I can't even. You can't even let that bother you. If you're gonna play, if you're gonna go to a game store and play games. Like yeah. it's just a fact of life. Like there's got like there's gonna be somebody in there who just who just stinks like swamp ass. But let me ask though, has it ever been you? No, I don't think so. Oh, one time it was me. Oh, really? Oh yeah, it was a it was a Dreamblade tournament in Orlando. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. were the guy. Oh, because we <laughs> we we stayed with Brandon the night before. <clears throat> oh, actually, no, it wasn't Brandon's house. It was Pearson's house. It was the time we went to Pearson's house, but. We couldn't find the place, so we got there about two or three hours after everybody else did, and there was a huge house party going on. Uh -huh. So we caught up in a very, very bad way. Uh -huh. Like, mason jars were involved. Oh, God. And, like, 
And we went to the tournament the next day, and I was just sweating it out. And I was like, I feel <laughs> so terrible. Like I, I literally went to the bathroom to like three to four hobo showers throughout oh, the day man. just to like try. To like <laughs> well, at least it's like I mean, it's you know, it's one thing if it's like the the morning after like hangover sweats. Like, oh, it was so. Bad. I mean, you know, that's I, I I have a little more compassion for that than uh, than just stinking. Yeah, like it was It wasn't straight neglect. It was like literally like a. I was afraid the next morning to ask them to use their shower because we had been such assholes the <laughs> yeah. night before. Yeah. So yeah. the other rule in here that kind of made me made me giggle was the uh, the clarification on how to do a talent roll. Oh. <laughs> do you like read that Finally. thing, Joe? Yeah. Be able to figure this out. <laughs> this this one kind of made. I was like I was like yeah. I I don't know how this ever got ruled the other way, but <laughs> that's but one of those. But it did, so, so so somebody had to clarify it. But <laughs> um, <clears throat> for those that don't know, basically they had to clarify it to say that when you do a talent roll, you are allowed to choose the left, middle, or right end of the template uh, for lining your ship up um, as part of completing the maneuver. You don't have to complete a three hard turn maneuver and then and then get to do your your barrel roll shimmy. Uh, the barrel roll oh, shimmy is part oh, of. Yeah completing the maneuver which i thought was self-explanatory but apparently it was not so <laughs> um and yeah i can see how you get confused because i don't know how to talent roll <laughs> well i know ta- i know talent rolls do do confuse you mightily i they i mean how didn't you uh, haven't you said you just never ever did didn't you try to do one one time and it just <laughs> it just took you like you totally gave up <laughs> you concede <laughs> uh you know the 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 scary thing is i have been talent rolling since roughly 1994, because it was in the Decipher card game for however many years, and I've done it, conservatively speaking, probably 200 times. I've played, <laughs> played Talon Roll. I've tried to do it about three times in X-Wing, and every single time, I have been utterly surprised by the results and not in a good way, and I've sworn off doing that ever again. Like, I just, I don't. It was funny, because, like, Travis was asking me in the car the other day when we were out at lunch, and he's like, do you seriously not know how to do it? You're just trolling me right now. It's like, let me see if we can do this. You try to explain to me how this works, and I'll be able to follow it. He's like, yeah. I was like, and when we get back to the office, like, I'll try to do it with the ship. It, and he's, he, he didn't believe me. He explained the whole thing. He's like, okay, okay, cool. We got back. And I like, tried to do it with the ship. I went the wrong way. He's like, you really don't know, do you? I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> I have a very specific form of dyslexia. <laughs> the town rolls. <laughs> oh, so, anyways, uh, yeah, the, 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 this is a really a really great document. Um, I think uh, it's going to get a lot of use uh, through hyperspace trial season here. Um, hopefully, uh, your judge, your local hyperspace trial judge, will be aware of this and uh, and um, will use it uh, in order to, you know, like I said, it's really just about creating a consistent atmosphere for for players. So, R- rumor um, has it that the Orlando's uh, hyperspace trials will be using this document. Okay. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that 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 doesn't surprise me. Um, so, and I think most hyperspace trial judges are, are going to know about this and, and be using it. So, hopefully, uh, yeah. You know, so I think that'll be that'll be fine. But a lot of these are corner case stuff too. So, a lot of these aren't things that come up that often. But um, it's good to have, and it's good to have an explanation uh, uh, for stuff and 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 a, and a resource for for judges. Who aren't like constantly trolling through the uh, 
through the forums and the and the Facebook groups and everything trying to get every single ruling, you know. I know even myself, I mean, I'm pretty plugged in and I still don't necessarily find and see every single little corner case thing and every once in a while something comes up at a tournament that I got to look up, but <laughs> it's hard, dude. It's, yeah. it's hard, especially because there's a lot of interactions. They're very 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 uh, small differences from version 1. Uh, so everything that you knew is just out the window. I, it took me a while to realize that reinforce and ion cannon turrets like basically work out very differently than what I thought they did. Yeah. Uh, because I thought I thought that they were just like <laughs> reduce damage by one. And I was like, well, you can't reduce it because, you know what I mean? It, it's, yeah, yeah. It's one damage. But then it turns out that they do cancel a result. And mm-hmm. so, you know, the, it, it's just one of those things where you just have to make sure that you're reading the details and the yeah. reference. And well, a I lot think, of this stuff is new. <laughs> yeah, I think Reinforce is especially good against Ion uh, cannons and turrets and whatnot, just because it makes it, <laughs> it actually makes it pretty difficult to, uh, actually get the ion token on something. Um, you may be, you may be, you, you may be getting that damage through, oh, that one damage through a lot, but that, but getting that extra above and beyond in order to get the, the ion token becomes fairly difficult with a reinforced token sitting there. So, well, um, anything else about the, about this rules reference we want to talk about? Anything else? No, nah, I got none. No. Nah. All right. I think that covers it for now. We'll, uh, like I said, I will put the link for this in the description of the show. So if you want to go look it over yourself um, in preparation for, for your local tournaments and stuff, um, or to tell your local TO that it exists and maybe something they should look at. Hey, um, Steve. Yeah. This exists. It ex- <laughs> Okay, cool. Thanks. Hey, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here to help, buddy. You're such a helpful community member, Joe. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> All right. So on that note, uh, we're going to take a break and uh, go listen to the Florida News Desk real quick, and uh, we'll be right back. This week in Florida, a nurse at the Cleveland Clinic Indian River Hospital in Vero Beach found crystal meth stuck to a patient's buttocks, according to the Indian River County Sheriff's Office. The patient was identified as 48-year-old Ronald Morrison of Vero Beach. Morrison was admitted to the hospital due to an infection. Nurses were removing Morrison's underwear and located a clear plastic baggie containing crystal meth stuck to his left buttocks, according to the deputies. Morrison told the deputies that his friends might have put it in his underwear and he did not realize that it was there. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the second half of Florida Man Plays X-Wing. And we are now going to take some time to talk about the latest article for Wave 3, Hammer the Opposition. It's a preview of the ARC-170 Starfighter expansion pack. Um, and it's got a few things we haven't seen before, so we're going to talk about it a little bit. Um, I want to so, start at the top of the article where it says, available for late pre-order. Yeah. What the heck does that mean? Uh I'm assuming because it comes out next week, they're, they they call that late pre-order, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know if we need a name for that. Yeah, it's I just ordering. Yeah, it's just it's just ordering or pre-ordering. It's one or the other. Uh-huh. So no pre-order. <laughs> yeah. Late pre-order. Late That's pre-ordering. Late post pre-order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, the first uh, the first card we got in here is um, Oddball. He's a Initiative Five arc. How strange. And wait, now, wait, before we go way too far down, article, yeah. oh, can okay. I just yeah. say that Jedi Starfighter ship that's painted on this uh, the picture? Oh, the yeah. Article, 
Yeah. I 100% am getting one painted like that. That That is a really cool paint job. That's Legit. the same paint job they used on E Honda's diaper, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure E Honda's diaper right there. <laughs> but remind it's cool. me about that later actually yeah. <laughs> so so PC 13 on here though uh so oddball is gonna be in an arc he we already he's already in the other ship the um the, the v19 torrent starfighter and uh looks like it's the same exact ability uh so after you fully execute a red maneuver or perform a red action if there is an enemy ship in your bullseye arc you may acquire a lock on that ship um which is a nice ability um i i don't know like with this thing not being you know the most super terribly awesome maneuverable thing in the planet i don't know how great that is i guess it's good having that red barrel roll so that you can say, you can barrel roll into a bullseye and then and then get it that way uh, that's probably the most useful aspect of it um i feel it, like this is really going to be most useful if it has some sort of uh so it, it, we have to assume it has EPT, right? It's like five pilots. Yeah, one would think it has a talent slot. Yeah, like if it does, then you can get like Predator. No, Predator would be stupid because you couldn't re-roll again. But if you had like Crack Shot or something, yeah, Crack you know, Shot would like, be. You barrel roll into getting a bullseye so you can Crack Shot him and have a target lock on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's not. I mean, it's not bad. It's definitely not bad. I I, I think it's kind of like a, for me at least. I, I look at it as kind of a mat ability, but um, I guess he You're could be a good knife fighter um if he's the kind of guy that you can kind of k turn around and like in in the middle of a, a pile of pile of guys where you're pretty sure to get a bullseye after doing that k turn um that could be pretty good but what were you gonna say carlos if he's costed well you're buying him for his initiative That's yeah it. oh yeah for sure and then you're taking his ability as a bonus mm -hmm. i'm not buying him at all because i'm gonna be very <laughs> quiet through this whole segment because i really don't like arcs just because i didn't like them at 1.0 yeah now do, do, do these arc these arcs have all the same exact stuff as the rebel arcs, right? That's they have a folk they have a white focus, a white lock, a red barrel roll. Uh, Is the rebel arc still in two point Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, and then they've got three forward uh, attack dice and two rear attack dice. Yeah, uh, they, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, it's the exact same. Yeah, I'm imagining it. There's no point in them being really different. So I'm pretty sure that's the same. I haven't flown an arc in two point yet, so I'm just kind of assuming. Here, you're but. you're flying one one point no. <laughs> I, was gonna say, I don't think I've ever seen you fly. No, no I've never, never flown one. I flew them a couple of times. Um, okay. I, I think, uh, which one was it? Shara Bay or Nora? I, I get them mixed up now because of, they changed them up a little bit. But basically it was the one that you could add a focus result. That was Nora. Nora, yeah. Yeah, it was Nora. When, when you had, like, yeah. I think when you had a target lock on something, you got to add a focus. Yeah. Something, like, so, something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah, so with her, uh, with Fen Rao, I saw her a lot. Uh, Brian ran that a lot towards the end. Yeah, I remember really seeing successful, so. arcs like a bunch of times in one tournament, and then I never saw them again. Like I never, I had no idea what any of them did. I'd never seen them. Yeah, there was then we that... had that one regional in Orlando where yeah. Peritani was good. Yeah. And like I played against them four out of my six games. Yeah, Nora was like, everybody was playing, like so many people were playing Nora and Shara. Like it was like, in, in bigs i think it was uh yeah that that list was like or versions of that list were all over the place for like a month but yeah and um, i never saw one ever again and yeah. i didn't miss them at all yeah um so the next card we got here is uh an astromech uh it's a republic only astromech it is unique it's uh or limited r4 p44 uh after you fully execute a red maneuver 
if there is an enemy ship in your bullseye arc, gain one calculate token. Um, so obviously this is one that kind of pairs nicely with uh, oddball um, because it's, it's kind of piggybacking on top of his already existing ability. So um, getting a target, a target lock and a calculate token um, in the same, in the same uh, maneuver is yeah. pretty good. But that seems like way too much for way too so little. I do, it's probably it's going a, too deep um, in on that on that ability, but you know. I think uh, actually this this sort of uh, will fit a lot better on the higher pilot skill or the higher initiative uh, Jedi starfighters. Uh, it it there mm -hmm. seems to be a hint that they also have astromech slots. Obviously, yeah, they have astromechs in them, um, but the uh, configuration. Uh, I think it's calibrated laser targeting, where if you have them in the bullseye arc... It adds a focus uh, result. They add, exactly. So yeah. now you literally b combo this uh, with that. And you, you said it adds a focus token, you said, though? As a focus result. As a, a focus and result. This yeah. okay. Okay. And this yeah, adds yeah, a calculated yeah, token. Yeah. Therefore, yeah. you're basically adding a hit. Yeah. Automatically. I just feel like gaining a calculated token on the Jedi Starfighters... I mean, I know it's in addition to your force tokens, but like, I feel like <clears throat> having force tokens plus that is well. I can kind of with with that title. I, I agree with you, Carlos. With that title, I think it it works because it that title is essentially kind of forcing you to spend your force token when you might not always have to. This is mitigating that and giving you the calculate token to 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 use on top of it, so you're not because there's so many uh, kind of just the same way that the uh, separatists have have to use like they need a crap ton of calculate tokens the jedi need a crap ton of uh force tokens they have so many things to trigger off force tokens that uh they're at a premium so anything that helps you save those force tokens for for the other things that you need um you need them to trigger is i think is a good thing so yeah i, I agree with you i think this is this could be really good on the a lot of talked, the jedi starfighters i know you talked last week steve about the vacuum of like judging all these things without knowing the point cost but if this costs more than two then i'm Lining oh, the, I'm lining the hedgehog cage with it. Yeah, I don't think it's going to cost. A, uh, I don't like think it's going to cost. Two's my limit. Yeah, <laughs> three. I may. Are, are you talking 1.0 points or 2.0 points? What's up? Are you talking 1.0 points <laughs> or 2.0 points? 2.0 points. Okay. Yeah. This would not. This, no. They're, what's the the astromech in 1.0 that like made certain maneuvers? Blue was one point. I'm not. I'm not putting this over him. Yeah. Yeah. He was better than this. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he, he still exists. Um, he's, this one's faction And you can actually unique. still use yeah. that. Uh, no, it's not faction specific. It's just small ship. Yeah. Well, I mean, this one, this one is faction specific. Yeah, yeah. No, he's oh, talking about this is. one specific. Yeah, this, yeah, this one, one's yeah. Republic, yeah. This one has a lot of restrictions. Yeah. So uh, next pilot we got here is a three initiative uh, Jag. Uh, after a friendly ship at range one to two in your right or left firing arc defends, you may acquire a lock on the attacker. Um, so this is more, um, uh, this is more just kind of buddies, uh, all these, a lot of these arcs, um, have these kind of side arc abilities. So, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna, you see like two or three of them flying just all side by side and just all buffing each other, which is, um, you know, going to be a, a thing. Uh, but it's, uh, it's, a, yeah, it's, it's a good ability. I mean, it's, yeah. um, it's solid. I think old people with cable are going to like this a lot. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Jag is still on during the day on like USA, <laughs> TNT, and TBS. Oh, man. Catherine Bell is so hot. Is that who's in it? Catherine, yeah, Catherine Bell. Wasn't that her name? The uh, She was in Jag? Pretty sure. Yeah. 
Are you talking Kristen Bell or Catherine? No, Catherine Bell. Mm, we gotta look that up at the show because I don't know. I'm, I'll look it up right now. You guys talk about Jag. Hold on a second. Uh, so well, judge, I, junior advocate officer or something, or ju- no, judge? No, talk about the ship. Oh, the ship. <laughs> uh, oh my god. Well, I I do like that these side arcs, right? So the whole thing with the quadrants and all that stuff. Um, we were still trying to figure out what was going to happen, you know, with specifying those side arcs specifically. Um, I like that being used for friendly abilities. Um, yeah, it's, it's way better on friendly abilities than on those ones. You can control that. Range 1 and 2 is actually not bad either. Um, That's pretty uh, generous. That's a good range, yeah. 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 Um, and yes, it is Catherine Bell that was on Jag. Okay. Well. Yeah. So next we have uh, Sinker, who is an in Initiative 3. And while a friendly ship at range 1 to 2 in your right or left firing arcs performs a primary attack, it may reroll one attack die. This so, is like brutally good. Hello, I think Howard. this is super yeah. good. Yeah, like you're like, it's funny. It's Wolfpack veteran. It's like so. Yeah, we have Howl Runner and we have Wolfpack. Yeah, I see a theme. Yeah, so uh, so this one I think Sinker is gonna just show up in a lot of lists. Oh yeah, yeah, just way as... more than his cousin Floater. <laughs> 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 I'd love to know what you need. I want is you to not the first. Thing I want you, you to think about this. Think about this. What would Floater's ability be? What what would Floater's Pilot ability be. Uh, he'd be crap. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is, it would be crap. He'd be crap. <laughs> yeah. So sinker is definitely a good uh, a good addition to to any fleet. This is going to be. Yeah, he's actually he's ridiculous. So great. Like that yeah. seems. Man, that seems. <laughs> that almost seems too good. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty strong. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's not. Full AOE like Howlrunner is, but it has a much larger band of range out of those side arcs than Howlrunner has. I mean, you can still fly the same format. You put this thing in between, like, I don't know, yeah. four Z95s. How is that different than, like, a TIE Swarm? Yeah, I mean... It's, it's like if Howlrunner had, I don't know, nine life? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, you're not putting them with Z95s, but, you know, you're putting them with other stuff. But you're, yeah. there's plenty of Torrance. things to... Yeah, torrents or <laughs> oh yeah, 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 I guess yeah. yeah. Whatever. I mean, I'm sure the 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 cheap. You could maybe the the, the Jedi Starfighters. I think without the configurations, like the just like the generic the ones. I think they'll be fairly cheap. I think they like to flank and I like to use their maneuverability. But yeah, I mean, still though, range one to two out of both side arcs is a even like if it's flanking and out there. Yeah, that's still well. One of the good. things. One of the things that uh, some lists uh, do have an advantage, if you kind of do that casting a wide net kind of stuff where basically you have uh, ships that are kind of spread out. So if you think about range two from this guy being in the middle, you know, range two to his left, range two to his right, you have a very wide coverage um, and then you can kind of hone in all your arcs into one spot. Uh, so you can just imagine what it's like to be able to use all those rerolls with multiple arcs, you know, kind of aiming at a general area uh, and that wide of an arc. You can't really escape it. It's yeah. a big, big net. And it's uh, so and I it's like that ability. And it's a medium base ship, so you're you're getting a wider arc than you would in like a small base ship. What exactly. I really like this guy with, I mean, a everything, but like B. Isn't there like a Jedi Starfire configuration where we can trade one of the agility for an extra attack die? Um, for the Am for I which, making that up? For which one? For the arc? 
For the Jedi Star uh, for the oh, Delta. For Jedi. Yeah, yeah. The Delta, the Delta title. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's is that unique or do you know Carlos? No, it's not actually. It's, it's a configuration uh, yeah. or a title or something. But it's like it's a configuration say... and it's non-unique, so you can have multiple ships uh, uh, with it. I feel like that almost is a freebie on that one because, like, I don't know that you can fire on those things knowing that this guy is giving you constant rerolls. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, figured, it feels like losing the agility there doesn't mean nearly as much when they have to take this guy out to reduce your right. offensive firepower. Yeah. 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 I could be wrong. It's, it's I a, no, it's the concept of the house swarm, right? So as, as many ships that are using that ability, the, Cause that the ability like three with a reroll. That seems yeah. really, really tough. Oh yeah. Yeah. So sinker's good. I think we'll see a lot of him. Um, uh, the next uh, next pilot we got here is the Initiative Three Squad Seven Veteran. He's got no pilot ability. Yeah, okay, so on. next. And the next one we have is the Initiative Two Hundred Fourth Battalion Pilot. No no ability. Moving on. Do they have really <laughs> cool flavor text? Uh, I don't. I read it. I don't think so. No. no now, it's just yeah, it's a thing. Heavy escort, powerful front and rear lasers, ordnance, blah blah blah. Ships fly. Ships shoot. fly. Yeah. Pew pew. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so next up, we have a uh, talent uh, talent slot dedicated. Uh, it's Republic. It's non-limited. Um, so we no, we saw this last I time. We but it was on the this. torrent. So how is it different putting this on an arc instead of a torrent? Because I didn't pay attention last time to what this was. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's really any different. It's just you know, um, I think the idea is that this is a you have this talent on a number of different ships so that they can they can all work with it. You know, so. So it says, well, you know, it's while another friendly ship is in your uh, left or right arc at range zero to two defends. If it, if it is limited or has the dedicated upgrade and you are not strained, you may gain one strain token. If you do, the defender rerolls one of their blank results. I'm so, not going to lie. That actually sounds a lot better the second time around reading it than the first time. Well, I yeah. really like putting it on uh, What's Her Nuts because she's already like using that range band to like up their attack. Yeah. Like, if she can use this on top of it to up their defense as well, like, yeah, floater swarm is going to be a thing. Yeah. I'd actually do the opposite, right? So you kind of want to balance things out as far as the target priority. And you go, Sinker is adding offensive abilities while the other ships are adding Sinker defensive abilities. Uh, oh, so they can really, they can help Sinker re-roll her shit. Yeah. Right. So that kind of balances it out. So you go, who do you kill Bobber. first? Because... If you have one ship do all the things, then that ship dies. Yeah, that ship gets targeted. But yeah, I think this well, is I mean, a solid. Well, the thing is, though, like, don't you put dedicated on everything? Well, yeah. you you, only, you put you it put on dedicated everything on everything. You put everything. They, you put it on they, all the each generics. dedicated each other. Yeah, I mean, you put it on all the generics, and because you don't have to put it. I mean, unless you want to put, put it, it on the limited. On non-limited. Well, oh, since yeah, it, it, it works. Uh, yeah, it, it, it can so only. You can't put it on sinker. Yeah. So you can't put it on any of the uniques. You can only put it on the generic ships, and then it can, but the, it can buff the unique limited ships um, without it without those ships having to have it on there. So this this is like you you stick in like a generic guide to, to be able to use it. Okay, so generics can do it to generics. Generics can do it to everybody, but uniques can't do it to other people. Gotcha. Because you can't put it on a unique. Uh, yeah, you cannot put it on a unique. So ah, okay, okay. So it's you, all coming clear now. Yeah. Generics can do it to limited ships or ships with dedicated. Yeah. So generics can do it to other generics with dedicated, or they can do it to yeah. Yeah, yeah or uniques. Yeah. To any limited ships. Really weird. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of a weird thing. 
Uh, they also showed Palpatine again in here, which we already went over um, last week. Uh, Palpatine, really cool. Palpatine, good. Awesome. Palpatine Darth Sidious, good. Sidious, good. Uh, All that is good. recycled LARP from Destiny. Wolf, man. good. We got uh, four initiative Wolf. It says, while you perform a primary front arc attack, you may spend one charge to reroll one attack die. And while you perform a primary rear arc attack, you may recover one charge to roll one additional attack die. So Sick. With Nasty. veteran turret gunner, super good. Super um, good. Let me know when you guys are done being excited about this guy so I can tell you why I hate him. Okay. So Ooh. he has he I'll has one he has one charge that's non-recurring. So basically you just get the charge back by rolling an extra die out of your ass. So Yeah, wow. So yeah. a double <laughs> win, right? Like <laughs> yeah. you get to roll one extra die and recover a charge for your front. That's and re-roll. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And then when you put it with veteran tail gunner, um, I should say not tur. I said turret gunner earlier. I meant tail gunner. Yeah, very. Uh, after you perform a primary front attack, you may perform a bonus primary rear attack. So you can do it, all of it, you know, in one turn, in one so, round of shooting. So wolf is a better quick draw, basically. Um, yeah, kind of. Um, yeah, because he doesn't need to take any damage to shoot twice, and. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you do have to line up up front and a rear shot in order to shoot twice, which can be troublesome at times. Um, but a definitely, I mean, obviously his ability is meant to go with veteran tail gunner, but it's uh, I, I, it's it's pretty damn good. All right, Joe, go ahead. Take it away. Uh, okay, so in the realm of bloat, in in every game that's ever come out, and then in X Wing specifically. Okay, so we've. We've bloated the actual numbers on cards. We've bloated the number of upgrade slots, right? Mm -hmm. We've done, like, everything, right? We've, yeah. like, run out of... Oh, we've bloated the number of actions that certain ships have because they'll have, like, five different actions. Some of them linked. So they have, like, seven different actions, okay? Wolf breaks new ground for having not the the actual numbers of, of them, but the number of stats on the card... Yeah. <laughs> Do I really need a front arc, a rear arc, an agility, <laughs> a hull, a shield, and a fucking charge token? Do I really need if six only had a stats force. at the bottom? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. No, somebody's going to put, like, you can put crew on here, can you? Or gunners or something? Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can put tail yeah, I bet one of them has, like, a force. Yeah. So we can add the force token on top of this thing and be like, you know what? I think we need seven different stats on this thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's like we've ran out of ways to bloat the game complexity-wise. We need to find just one more extra place to But at least he only has three actions, and one of them's red. This guy is like, this guy's new nickname is <laughs> Six Hollow Holes. <laughs> this is ridiculous. So, it's good I, shit, I don't care how good or it's bad good. he is. It's yeah. just like, seriously, do we always need to push the limit? For how much more we can jam onto a card? No, yeah, of course. Speaking of push the limit, that they was have the space reason, right? to use. <laughs> what was that? Speaking of push the limit? No, it's, that's the reason, right? Because push the limit was everywhere. Oh yeah, in version one. Yeah. So now every ship has push the limit. Every mm -hmm. ship pushes a limit. The, uh, most of them, uh, most of them in some form or fashion, push some sort of limits. <laughs> It just, oh. It's one of those things like they just find new ways to like needle me sometimes. Yeah. So <laughs> the next uh, upgrade card the we have here. The trigger Joe. Yeah. Well, I mean, seriously, I mean, like they literally have found like different ways to like add everything. Like 2.0. One of the things 2.0 did that I could probably do without is like they have subtitles for every ship now. You know, just to like make the titles a little longer. 
let's make a few more statistics on yeah. here. Let's add a few more different upgrade. Well, but like, that, but that one lady on the uh, the one lady from FFG was so excited about the subtitles on the uh, on the announcement. The uh, remember, yeah, was, like, she was I'm, super I'm excited it, about it. Like like Doc Holiday before me, my hypocrisy knows no bounds. <laughs> I actually kind of like the subtitles because like a lot of times I can't remember who the hell's who, and yeah. that helps me like figure out. I can be like, it's the guy that does this, so he has like. I'm, there's a oh. lot of people I'm just gonna start calling by their subtitles because I don't yeah. really give a shit about their name. Yeah, my I, I favorite is uh, was it uh, Temin Wexley? Oh yeah, snap. snap. And then every time, so uh, I have a local player that plays them all the time. He was like, "All right, snap is up," and I'm like, "Snap," and he's like, "Yeah, snap." And I'm snap. Like, you you mean the guy that what? only gets and to be in I, movies because he hangs out with J.J. Abrams? Yes, that exactly. That guy. Yeah. And you mean the uh, fat it's so guy funny. From Heroes? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, from Heroes, yes. Yeah. Who also what got that his, job. What was his he... special power again? I can't remember. I don't even he remember. Did. He was the cop, wasn't he? He was the cop. Yeah. yeah but he, he had oh, he, he, he power, gained yeah. a special power eventually. Yeah. Donated. I forget what it was. I don't was remember. it healing? I, don't, I, don't, I forget what it was. I don't remember. Man, I do I not do remember. I do not know. Yeah, apparently he like he like grew up with JJ Abrams or something. Like I I guess yeah, I think that's why he's in X Wing. All of Pop Quiz. Oh, what's his actual ability? Yeah. Oh, uh, he can boost after a three to four speed maneuver. Okay. Yeah, he gets a free boost action. Oh, that's kind of cool, yeah. actually. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, he's, he's pretty good. It's it's the same maneuver, kind of the same ability from the first version. And he was Snap Wexley in version one. Now yeah. he's Temin Wexley, but underneath in the flavor text it says Snap. And and snap, he's snap is nickname. Finger quotes Snap Wexley. Yeah. If you read the Aftermath trilogy, you learn all about Temin Wexley and how he got the nickname Snap, which I, I don't actually I don't remember how books. he did it at this point, but <laughs> but that was in there. Books. Yeah. Uh, the the aftermath trilogy is kind of weird. I, it's 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 actually a good overall series, but the first book was like so so. The writing was so strange. Like, uh, I, I don't even know how to describe it. The, he he like he like wrote the book like Captain Kirk talks. It was like in these like stilted sentences, these like three four word sentences in Esperanto. Then it, it, yeah, that's an extreme yeah. inside joke there. And it was a preview for next episode. Like this is gonna be like an addendum where I'm like, by the way, in this prologue, Joe explained the story of the Esperanto yeah. William Shatner movie. So yeah, it was just it was very strange the way that book was written. But anyways, it got better in the second too. Um, all right, so the la- next card we got here is uh, this is a Cody. Gunner, Cody. It's a gunner slot, Republic only, unique clone commander Cody. Uh, after you perform an attack that missed, if one or more hit or crit results were neutralized, the defender gains one strain token. Cool. Um, cool. Yeah, seems like a nice a nice add on. Um, I I like. I like having some stuff in this gunner slot that um, some upgrades in here that aren't just all related to, you know, getting some sort of bonus attack for some odd, whatever odd reason. Um, because it, it, it kind of felt like limiting. It's like uh, this gunner slot doesn't really have a whole lot in it. So I like having something you can throw in there that I'm assuming is going to be cheaper than things, you know, like uh, veteran turret gunner and, um, you know, veteran tail gunner and stuff like that. So I wouldn't pay much for this ability. I wouldn't pay much for this, but it's, it's a nice thing. It's a good ability. It's a nice, it's a nice ability to just throw in if, if you got a couple extra points lying around. So hopefully this isn't too expensive. Not going to lie. He kind of looks like Django fit. You know what? (laughs) 
Django Fett was in uh, Aquaman. <laughs> Django like, Fett was in Aquaman. Yeah, he's Aquaman's dad. I thought we were done with the Aquaman. He's episode. never done about Aquaman. He, we talked. He's mentioned Aquaman at least four or five times this I, evening I, before we started. Actually, you know what he kind of actually. You know, I'll, I'll switch subjects a little bit. He actually reminds me. Remember Frisky Dingo? Vaguely, yeah. He's like Cody. <laughs> while while Cody. we're already off topic, by the way, apparently the chick. The uh, Myra, Mira, whatever her fucking Mura. character's name is. Mura. Yeah, Mura. Murica. Apparently, she might not even be in the next Aquaman movie because she's in some like legal she trouble. Standards. Oh, really? Yeah. No, she, apparently, she, she got, doesn't have standards. And that's the problem. She, she got she, sued she did a by like, from Johnny, Johnny Depp. Depp or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she really? got sued by Johnny Depp. So uh, she might not even be in the next Aquaman movie. So oh. that franchise is. D- well, let's, it's just DC. We'll, we'll, let's just, let's I mean, leave come on. DC for another episode. We'll I don't want to get into minutes. I don't want to get into that. So bad. Yeah. So bad. All right. So we got one more upgrade in here. It's a. Uh, it's another gunner slot. It's a Republic only Seventh Fleet gunner. It has one non-recurring charge. And while another friendly ship performs a primary attack, if the defender is in your firing arc, you may spend one charge. If you do, the attacker rolls one additional die to a maximum of four. During the system phase, you may gain one disarm token to recover one charge. Um, cool. cool. It's a good ability. I actually think this was uh, would be it could kind of go well with with whatever ship is carrying uh, dedicated. Um, you know, so basically, you you have to have a generic ship, right? So you kind of have like this one little generic ship that that isn't really like doing much for himself, but you put this and dedicated on it, and he's really helping out everybody else you know um so I, I think that could be a good use again it depends it's going to depend on cost i'd like that yeah. they limited the additional die to a maximum of four um so that you can't get to you know do like range one five, five die stuff dice, and yeah. or proton or uh you know proton torpedoes with five dice stuff oh, yeah, like that it's not a primary either that's interesting yeah so I, I like that they put that little addendum in there just to keep this from being used as one of those things that 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 somebody tries to make some monstrosity that shoots like eight dice. So <laughs> again, I hate to be the guy that's always like point cost will matter, but for some reason I feel like this guy is going to be expensive. Um, I, I mean, he's like adding he's gonna, attack die, like so he's going to be like twelve. Yeah, add, adding it. attack die, you, you have to value exactly. You have to yeah. value it. Um, yeah, it's like remember at one point oh, heavy laser cannons were seven, you know, and that was ungodly. Yeah. This guy ain't that different. Yeah. You yeah. don't want this to be an upgrade on every single ship on the list. Oh, yeah. No. I mean, it's not unique either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's probably why there's that maximum of four, so you're not like, I'm going to up this guy by three. Well, I think the maximum of four thing almost makes it where, like, this is, I mean, this is there's just going to be one in there. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a good upgrade. Uh, it'll be really interesting to see the point cost on this one. That's, that's it's really going to make or break this card. 14. Is, is, I'm going to go with uh, Joe. It's seven f- points. Yeah, it's going to be expensive. It's seven it, 1.0 points. I mean, if 14. it's not, there's going to be an interesting I, build where you play like three of these and one guy just does all your shooting for the turn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, since we're playing the point guessing game, I'm going to take, I'm going to go with 10 actually. I think this is going to be 10 points. I just don't think, I think it has enough downsides to it that it's not going to, they're not going to go crazy with the, the cost on I, it. But I, that's just me. I actually feel like they're gonna do what I think is smart and is an okay way to do it, and I'm I'm fine with where they're gonna overcost it, and then when nobody plays it, they'll be like, let's drop it a couple, let's drop it a couple until eventually it gets to the point where it's playable. Yeah, but who the hell knows? Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, and there was a couple ones that were not in this article that have kind of been out in the wild. 
But I think what we should really do here is pretend that we have exclusive rights to these and that FFG gave them to us personally to spoil. <laughs> um, uh, I'm not playing that game. No, I'm What's not up? playing. Are you down for he's, pretending he's... that like FFG gave us specifically Ahsoka and Anakin because we're the greatest podcast <laughs> in the world? Yes. Yeah, yeah we have yeah. an exclusive exclusive spoiler exclusive to the uh star wars x-wing they said you guys are great and are amazing we love everything that you do including the last episode where you guys were (laughs) clearly shit-faced yeah (laughs) and uh we've decided to give you like the best oh man i went back and listened to it today we were pretty wasted yeah but Um, the second half was pretty uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) you guys let me talk a little too much yeah um so we gave you these exclusive spoilers for everybody's favorite characters, and we're gonna let Steve tell you what they do. All right. So Joe gets another the first leak that we uh, that we've seen, or not the first. I think Ahsoka actually came out first, but I'm gonna talk about Anakin first. So uh, Anakin got leaked today, I guess on uh, like in like an Italian exclusively on our uh, card somewhere, and it was up like apparently it was up for like a little bit on a website somewhere, and then got taken back down. But anyways, uh, the translation from Italian says. After you fully execute a maneuver, if you have an enemy ship in your primary arc at range 0 to 1, or in your bullseye arc, you may spend one force token to remove a stress token. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a great ability. I mean, I think the big thing with Anakin is that he's, it's an initiative thing. He's a 6. I think he's, yes. the, yeah, he's, he's the, the 6 in the Jedi fleet. And, um, he's, uh, and he also has three force tokens. Um, let, th- let me ask you an honest question here. Yeah, we know Obi Wan's ability, right? He does the basically respawning a focus token. Mm-hmm. Um, we know Mace Windu's ability, where he gains a force token on a red for doing maneuver. red maneuvers. Yeah, would you pay more points for this ability if you had a choice between any of those three? Would you pay more points for this ability if it was? Um, I you know I don't think it's very good. I don't think the I don't the, think so either. I don't think the ability is super exciting. <laughs> I mean, real, honestly, honestly. I, I don't think the the ability is all that exciting, and oh. I wouldn't I wouldn't be paying for the ability. I think with Anakin, this is kind of like a uh, a Kylo thing. Like I kind of feel like you're paying you're paying more just for one the Force tokens and two the uh, the initiative. And and Kylo didn't even have the initiative six. You know this this guy. You know you're gonna be paying for the initiative six. This is a weird weirdly phrased ability too, because like if you have anything in your in your primary arc at range zero to one, and then it's like or in your bullseye arc, it's like how the how often do you gotta get somebody in range zero to one in your primary arc and not bullseye them? Well, no. The thing is, no, the thing is saying that you or. They, it's either or. So you, no, if you know, have them in range know, two like, or three, you can get the you can get them. I know. Yeah. But like, how much of your bullseye arc at range zero to one? How possible is it to fit a ship base in there? It can be. It can be done, yeah, but it's it not. But it's happen, not. Man. Doesn't happen a ton. Don't yeah. give me more text for that. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, I'm just like, saying. You know what I mean? Most likely. Yeah. I mean, if you're a zero most to one, likely. you're most likely gonna bullseye. You could probably fit a wall. I, I agree. Yeah. You, you could probably. <laughs> yeah, you could fit yeah, a wall. Or an exhaust port. Meters, or, or, I mean, or an exhaust port. You know. Yeah. 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 Thermal exhaust port, maybe. But yeah. like, other than that. So. Oh, I was talking about it too. My group today, and I was just like, "There's no way," because the way it's said is like, "You could clear stress tokens." So right. So it would happen after a red maneuver, and it's just like. There's no way you can line up a bullseye arc after a Segner's loop. Impossible, even for a computer. <laughs> <laughs> These things do have Segner loops, though. We've confirmed that. 
Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Two Sagnors and a three and a 5K turn. I think a lot of what you're probably paying for is just the ability to have a six-skill six yep. pilot that can have force yep. abilities. Yeah. Yep. I would not yeah, be cause, shocked. Because we were talking about Battle Meditation. Is that Republic only? Or? You can't even use it for uh, on Anakin. You can only use it on non-limited ships. Yeah. Really? Yes. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I actually don't even remember what it does. So I guess I'll move on. But it's it feels coordinate. like there's probably going to be like some force power. And that's the power. thing. You can't you can't have coordinate on a high initiative six ship. And yeah. It, like it would have to be over costed anyways. It would be 30, 40 points anyways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyways, Anakin, I think the ability, I mean, it's okay. It's, yeah, it's, but I think uh, you're mostly paying for the three force tokens and the, uh, and the initiative six. And there, um, there's some, there's, there's things to think about Anakin though, uh, beyond his ability. I, I think that the thing I said earlier about one of the other pilots is that if it's costed, well, you're paying for the ability as uh, you're not paying for his ability, uh, but you take it as a bonus. Yeah. Um, I do like the um not the delta title but the uh laser targeting title on him better um and that uh astromech that we just talked about today uh Mm -hmm. so basically he's able to double reposition to get his uh bullseye get the extra focus gets and gets to calculate uh so now he more or less uh, basically if you you know think about it this way he has an extra force token every single turn yeah. um with the double reposition at initiative six that is super powerful um so i think that's something to to, to look into if it's mm-hmm. priced correctly if he's priced correctly and those two other uh cards are priced correctly uh you can still be a very dominant ship and then when you line up that segnors or that k turn and you got the bullseye arc yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, you know, all of a sudden it, it, the game has changed. So, yeah. I think he's a, one of the most. I'm going yeah, to go with the most. He is the most thematic ship FFG has ever come up with for X Wing 2.0 because he's very important. He's very powerful. And I couldn't care less about him, which is everything Anakin <laughs> from the prequel trilogies has ever been. So he's the most thematic ship in the entire thing. Wait, right. wait, Drop wait. Drop the mic. Wait, Joe. <laughs> yeah. Do you not like the prequels? Are we still talking about Cap Sandy Vagina? <laughs> I don't like sand. <laughs> well, good. There's no sand in space. So, yeah, I guess we're good. I hate sand. <laughs> um, we like sandwiches. <laughs> uh, all right. So the other uh, the other card that was spoiled um, was uh, Sokatano. Uh, so after you fully execute a maneuver, you may choose a friendly ship at range zero to one and spend one force. That ship may perform an action even if it is stressed. This thing's ridiculous. It's good. Yeah, it's good. How many forces does she have? Great ability. Uh, I, think I think she think has two. two. Yeah, two is fine. I'm give it two. Yes, she has two. Totally fine with that. Yeah. Uh, what's the initiative on her? She's three. a three. She's low. She's low, yeah. Okay. But she's still, that's a great ability, though. It's a good one, yeah. yeah. It's the Lando ability I've been, like, stoked about. Uh, although, it's amazing that she can do that on a K-turn or a sloop, too. Yeah. She can K-turn and sloop and then take an action. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's kind of she's, like a... She's the best of the Jedi pilots I've seen yet. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like a built-in pattern analyzer. 
I like Mace Windu, uh, just because. You I really love Mace, actually. Time. I I really love yeah. Mace. Yeah. What was Mace again? He's the one who gets a. Well, I said that. And... I was like, "This is my favorite one." It's like, can you name one of the yeah. other ones? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> He's the one who gets an extra. He gets a for, an extra force token back when he does a a, a red maneuver. Yeah. So. All right. And uh, and Obi Wan's was good too. Uh, what, is it? Do you do you have to spend a force token to regain the uh, focus? Um, I think I so. so. I gotta. I'd have to yeah, look I at it so. again. Yeah, most of them obviously uh, require a spending of the token, so I would assume so. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, Obi Wan's is basically uh, after you spend a force uh, like a focus token, and it's not just him. It's uh, friendly ships within a certain range. I think it's range uh, zero to two. Um, they can regain the focus token or something like that. But yeah, it's kind of like Garvin Dre's ability, but a little bit better. Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah, I do remember reading that one. But I mean, I I just think Ahsoka's just like for pure no you don't have to do any synergy, you don't have to do anything weird, just like that's just a good ability. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, uh, and one of the things is that it's a coordinate uh that doesn't require the ship to not be stressed. Uh, yeah. so that's yeah. why it's so strong, especially at low initiative at three. It's very important. So those high initiative yeah. ships can still get that extra action. You know what I actually think is the other interesting thing about it is that because it's a, it's range zero to one, she can just run into a friendly ship and give it an, and, and, and coordinate it. So uh, it's essentially... she has to fully complete. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. So it, it's a little tougher than that. But. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or another or a friendly ship could have run into her. Well, I guess, well, she has to do the maneuver. Yeah, never mind. So I guess the zero is really just there so that she can do it to herself. <laughs> yep, I'm happy um, she can. Yeah. So the other thing that we, uh, a couple of other things came up in the in FFG's live stream uh, yesterday that uh, was was good. Um, they kind of showed some mechanics that we hadn't that they hadn't fully described in the articles. So um, so one thing that was confirmed was that the buzz droids only move after a ship overlaps or moves through them. They don't stick to the ship. So you can essentially, you know, you can move through one and pick one up and then, and I guess you can just barrel roll right out of it. Um, yeah. Which is, uh, which is good. I mean, it's it, thematic also. Yeah. Um, it's, and it also doesn't, you know, it's not just perma stuck to the ship until somebody shoots it off or something. So I think that's, um, that's good because it, it could have been, it could have been a little I mean, that does on the broken their, side, but their abilities a lot because I mean, there's, Everything's got barrel roll now. You know what I mean? A lot of stuff. Yeah. Most games. Yeah, most ships do. Uh, yeah. I think it's a Sheathpeed is like the only ship that doesn't have a post maneuver. Reposition. Reposition, yeah. Yeah, well, but it kind of, I guess it kind of specifically has to be barrel roll, though, because a boost would just, I mean, assuming that, assuming that it's in the front guides, a boost would you just put it right it back through it. Yeah. So, um, so most likely you're going to have to do a barrel roll to get, to get off, to get the thing off of you. Um, the other thing that they showed was, uh, gas clouds. So the gas clouds apparently, um, have no, uh, effect when you run through them or overlap them other than losing your action. Um, hmm. which seems, uh, I'm, I, I, I'm not actually poo really poo. not a fan of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It needs I'm, to be I'm, a risk. I'm on that one. That's, um, yeah. Losing your action is not enough for a risk. There needs to be a chance risk, and I, yeah. I like that it should have still been a roll for a crit, uh, because 
you know what I mean? You have to bring back the situation like we had, Steve. You know what I mean? That, that top four is just, you know, I, I overestimate it. One in eight chance is still a chance. Um, and, you know, you have to make sure, because debris kind of abused that a little bit, where you end up flying over debris willy-nilly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, because I likely won't take damage. And, yeah, out of... You know, seven out of eight times you won't. Uh, but there's going to be that one time where you take a crit and it's going to suck. Um, and there still needs to be that some some of that factor I was, in there. I was fairly surprised that they didn't. Um, I was pretty surprised they didn't give you a strain token at least for going through them. Yeah, I, I thought I thought that at least would be a, a fair, you know, a decent enough thing. You know, because that's in a lot of ways a strain token is essentially just Losing an extra agility. damage. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think that's, uh, you know, I, at least a strain token, I think, would have been a, a good thing to have through that. Um, here's, here's a good question. Do you think that that is something that they are willing to errata? To just say, gas clouds now do this? I, th- I think so, mostly just because it's something that's going to be a rules reference thing anyways. Um, it's, not like it's, a, it's not like it's a card. Um, unless there's, I, I mean, would, I would be shocked if they, I mean, I don't, but I don't think they will. It's I, not I, that I think they won't because like, it'd be difficult for them to do so, but I think they're going to make the same argument every time and it will never be a beatable argument where when it comes to obstacles, they'll just say, well, it affects both players equally. So like, there's no real competitive advantage and yeah. they'll be kind of right on that and they'll be kind of wrong. There'll be some strategy where you. You know, you just you fly it three does. big ships, and you don't want to deal if you're, with obstacles. I mean, if you're, you're the weakest, yeah. If you're playing an ace, like, if you're playing an ACR list, uh, if you're playing a more maneuverable list, you want there to be the obstacles to be as brutal as possible. And you know, because if you're going, to, if you're an ace ACR list, and you're going up against like a, a swarm of some sort, five ships, whatever it is, and you, you want you you need the obstacles. Those the obstacles <laughs> you need those to be meaningful in some way. Uh, in order to help you kind of maneuver around, uh, you know, a, a five plus ship swarm and, and, and do anything effective against that. Um, with these gas clouds being so easy, it's, if you just, you know, throw them out there, okay, like people are just going to put them out there and run through them with their swarms. And it, it's going to suddenly make, you know, maneuvering with, with the more maneuverable ships much more vulnerable, I think. But I mean, I don't know. It's... Well, what about, what about the kind of, you know, quote-unquote auto-thrusters ability? Well, the, uh, the auto-thrusters ability, issues, right? yeah, I mean, the, auto, the auto-thrusters ability is fine. I mean, that kind of, that one, I think, that, that one, I think, more so cuts both ways than, than. Oh, the, it, it, it definitely does. But I, I'm just talking about in the sense of the same scenario that you talked about, where basically if an ace can hide behind a gas cloud, you know, and uh, yeah. take up structure shots, and obviously he becomes that kind of a one ace where he just not he's not hittable with two dice. Basically. A little bit. I mean, I he's think there's get one automatic evade. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, I mean that definitely does help when you've got three evade dice or whatever it is. But it that ability also really helps. That ability helps any that helps any ship hiding behind it. So if if you're an ace having to hide behind these things, and then which in turn means you're probably shooting through them a lot. Um that ability is helping your opponent too. Um, so, and generally speaking, when you're playing the ACR ships, you have less ships. So 
you're, I don't know. It's, I, I, I think I'm not, a, I'm not a big fan of this, but, um, we'll see how I'm not a out. fan of it. Not, not, not being, uh, I mean, I don't have to bring him. I have, I have control, I have control of half, half the obstacles. So I don't got to exactly. Bring him, so. so yeah, you, you, you get to bring what you want and there's, there's a little bit of a mixture. That's crazy that now you can bring a rock or debris and a gas cloud. Yeah. Like yeah. you can actually kind of mix it up if you'd like to. Yeah. Um, and that actually makes pockets of the board play out a specific scenario that you want it to, which is, is really cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they are adding extra elements to the game, uh, strategic elements at turn zero. Yeah. Uh, which I like. I, I just, I, my only thing is I, I just think they, sh- I think they should have given you a strain for going through them. Uh, not necessarily roll a die for damage, but I think you should have. There should have been at least a little bit more of a downside than just losing your action. I was but, expecting the strain token. Yeah, so was I. I. I was I was actually fairly surprised that wasn't part of it. But you know, we'll see. I mean, technically speaking, that was just a game with the developers. You would think that the you know you would assume the developers are doing things the way they're supposed to be doing. But technically speaking, that hasn't been written down in a rule book anywhere yet. So we'll see. <laughs> um, I actually um. I'm actually really glad they uh, they don't give you strain. And here's a bizarre reason why that you guys would be like, Joe, you are a cheap, cheap man. And I'd be like, yes, I do enjoy spaghetti house. Um, I'm glad they don't give you strain <laughs> tokens because like, if I don't buy any of this, I don't own any strain tokens. What does that matter? You're going to use my strain tokens anyways. Do you own strain tokens? I will when I buy all this stuff. What if you don't guys, buy all this? Why wouldn't I? Guys, I'm super nervous. I just, like I said, I just bought a Switch. Uh-huh. I think I, I I ate up all my Wave 3 money. I don't know what to do. Oh, no, dude. Uh, yeah. Re- I you got to return the Switch, man. Yeah. I, um, Mistakes were made. No. no. <laughs> I can't today, I was trying to calculate. I actually, I actually can't remember the last time I bought an X-Wing product. What's probably, have you bought anything since the core set? The original 1.0 core set? Maybe a Falcon? I don't think I have. I don't think you have. <laughs> That's the last thing I remember you buying. I, think that I know I bought those. I think I, bu- I must have bought something out. No, I don't even know if I bought anything out of Wave 1 because I remember calling Travis one day and being like, hey, do we need any more tie advances? Like, don't, don't waste your money. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know that I've bought anything for X-Wing since the original core set on sale at Target. (laughs) Yeah. Which I'm going to use as a segue. So one of the things I'm trying to maintain in 2.0 is I don't want to become like a know-it-all or a a big head or anything. And I've decided I'm not going to play more games of 2.0 than I will do episodes of the podcast. Because I don't want to know too much, you know? I want to maintain <laughs> my, my naivety. But this past <laughs> week, I played a whole game of X-Wing. Yeah, one Holy whole game. shit. Start to finish. Yeah. Start to finish. I finished the whole game. There were forces working against me. There were people in the room that were like, we should go home now. But I was like, no, no. I am committed to finishing this game. And I, you know, and we finished it. We did. We got all the way to the end of the game. Yeah, and uh, I'm pretty what did proud you play? of that. As Carlos as my sponsor, I played a whole game of X Men without rage quitting. So what is it? What's so tell, tell tell Carlos tell Carlos your list. 
Okay. Okay. I uh, I played Dutch. Dutch is good. Dutch, Dutch seems is to good. do good things and people even even Papa Travis approved of that one. Yeah. Dutch um, is good. I put a missile on uh, a torp on him and um Nice. I think I gave him the regeneration astromech because I had points left and I couldn't think of anything else. Yeah. It was the smaller one, though, the two charge one, not the three charge. You know, and it actually did turn out pretty well because, like, he gave me one life left back and I got an extra shot in. That actually probably went, it's like saved you the game. It might have. Yeah. Yeah. That's how that rolls. Um, I played Sagrare with uh, Leia on there because Leia is good. Leia is great. Yeah. I don't think I played anything else on it, yeah? Um, on Saw? I don't think so. Tactical no, the pivot. Officer? We had the pivot wing, but well, the pivot wing, yeah, because it's free. No, we didn't. He didn't have tactical officer. I don't think we had the. I actually I like the pivot. Pivot wing's cool. Like being able to use Leia and turn ninety degrees without moving, and then just be behind somebody now. That's pretty slick, actually. I like yeah, that. legit. Um, what is Sawgirl's uh, ability? Ability is um, at range zero to three. Uh, every ship that's damaged of yours gets a free reroll of one die. On, on attack. On attack. Yeah. So, like, um, you know, the Y-Wing having, like, two hull, or two shields and, like, six hull, he's probably yeah. going to be damaged. Fairly quick. Pretty quickly. Yeah. The, uh, the U-Wing is going to be That's damaged. That's really good ability. Actually, yeah. It's Strong. He's four pilot skill, which isn't bad either. Or initiative or what have you. Yeah. And then the last ship, I, uh, I played uh, I played Lando. I put the Falcon title on there, which I'll probably change out because that wasn't great. But uh, what was the other thing I put on there? Oh, knee and numb to uh, get more blue maneuvers. I think yeah. That's I put yes. Out. Yeah. That they go married. So basically, I just did sure. a lot of like flying around with Lando, getting a free action for either him or uh, you know giving a free action to Dutch, Dutch to take a target lock to give out another target lock. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that seemed good. And then um, saw coordinated a couple of times because that coordinated on there is pretty handy if you give it to Dutch and get two target locks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That wasn't bad. I used Leia a few times to do red maneuvers decently. It wasn't the fanciest list in the history of the world, but I actually kind of liked it, and I'll probably end up playing it next week. It's pretty legit, actually, to be honest. Uh, yeah, it's surprisingly, it now, uh, you know, not the worst thing Joe's ever done. Now, it's three ship list. There's good and, action like, economy. A lot of action economy. Yeah, a lot yeah. of action economy. Uh, decent maneuverability, you know. Not as much damage output as I might want in 2.0 or enough bodies. Um... But it's not terrible either. Yeah, I mean, you got you know you got your proton shots on Dutch, so you got yeah, two, he fired both of his torps. You got yeah, you want to you want to get those off for sure. Yeah, you got to get those off. And then Lando and did, but that was like about all he three. did before he died. He like did that and then one regular <laughs> shot and then was destroyed. So I mean, yeah, that's good. Yeah, if you if you shoot twice uh, with the proton torpedoes, you done your job. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it was pretty pretty easy to set up with Lando's ability. You know what I mean? Lando's ability is good. That's just straight good. Yeah. It's so great. For um you're right about the action economy. What um what Papa Travis said, uh, that's gonna be his new name for now. I hate <laughs> okay. calling him dad. Papa that's Travis. just creepy. <laughs> but um what Papa Travis said is probably drop uh probably drop the Falcon title and the uh the Astromech and do an engine upgrade on the Falcon and a tactical officer on on uh, Saw. That yeah, seemed like both of those seem pretty good. I think that'd be a good trade. Yeah, it's like yeah, so basically like being able to boost for free, really being good. able to boost for free with the Falcon all the time seems really good. Yeah, all right, all right. I do have a caveat on that. Okay, yeah, you go for have, it. Have you have to make sure? So 
I flew the Falcon a lot. Scum Falcon, but same same concept. Okay. Is it the same dial and everything? Or? Yeah. Okay. You tend you tend to do this thing right where when it's red, you look at the situation and you really really think about it. You go, should I boost here? I really shouldn't boost here. And then you tack on an engine upgrade and you go, should I boost here? Yeah, I'll boost. <laughs> yeah, you literally like just in you don't even think about it. You, you just say, "Fuck good. it, I'll boost." Yeah. Why? Because you can. Yeah. You move fast. You dodge arcs and all that stuff, and then you realize that you're not modifying your dice, and then you're not doing decent trade-offs. Sometimes it maybe you do need to take some return fire just to be able to kill a ship, or just to be able to modify your dice or get a good shot. So. Uh, that's where I found myself is like engine upgrade is a is sort of a danger because it's like yeah I can see that. In the game that we played like the uh, the thing that bothered me is I boosted one time like with the red boost and um because like what I had to do is I did the blue maneuver and I took an action with it and then I did the you know I did my regular action to boost and what it did was it didn't allow me to move my arc and like the next turn when I had to like do a blue to clear. You know what I mean? Like, I just... I didn't have the arc in the right direction. It kind of screwed up, like, the next two turns. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Lando, you're kind of stuck doing the blue maneuvers anyways. Yeah, but you have pl- you do have plenty of them. Like... Especially with the Enum on there. With the Enum on there. Like, the blue maneuvers. Yeah. I'm not I'm not missing that many of them. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm saying, getting this getting this stress from the engine upgrade, it's like, you're going to do a blue maneuver anyways later, so why yeah. not just... Yeah, yeah you might got it, something there. Let, yeah. it, let it be red, because... I don't you think the Falcon take... title did that much for me. Like, yeah, the evade was yeah. kind of neat, but it's okay. Yeah, evade when you have action economy seems good, but like, I don't know, you're not getting the reroll all that often. Yeah, like if you evaded, then that reroll is not all that important, isn't it? It might save you no. the evade token, but that's about the best you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. With this, with this combo, the one I see best is uh, Dutch being an initiative four. It's hard to get that lock early but with lando at initiative five passing the lock action that is just absolute genius you know Mm -hmm. you're you're talking about waiting a pilot skill afterwards to be able to pass that target lock be able to have him do two target locks and then all of a sudden you get to do your action uh so now you get four actions out of one that's Awesome. Like, I mean, they could combine yeah. fire pretty well. Like I said, it was, you know, I thought the list actually had some legs. I liked it. Yeah. You know, Papa Travis gave me some, like, grief. He's like, man, you're walking into, like, a hyperspace with, like, a Lando Falcon. I'm like, man, I think the Lando Falcon's good. Like, <laughs> I know, I don't know if the math will add up, but gosh, his ability. Like, they gave him a lot of leadway in that ability. Yeah. They gave Dutch a lot of leadway in his ability, too. It's yeah. Like, yeah. We don't care how you have to take the target lock action. Once you take there it, was, just hand out for everyone. Like, yeah. Okay. There was that one list that we, uh, I think we might have mentioned it last week, where it was Luke, uh, Wedge, and Lando. That did we did, well. because I listened to that today, and apparently I just kept joking about how it was Lando and naked people. I was <laughs> yeah. like, man. I ain't sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I was like, you um, know, I'm actually going to have fewer beverages this week <laughs> and maybe try to try to maybe talk about X-Wing some, which I, uh, you yeah. know. I'll pat myself on the back after the show. Be like, I actually talked about X Wing. Yeah, I, 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 I love it now. Won, I, I almost won the game we played, so I was like, I was pretty stoked about that. It was a good close game, and I almost pulled it out. So like, it's got potential. Yeah. 
So, uh, so Carlos, you you had a game uh, last night too that you wanted to talk about. Uh, yeah. So uh, I remember a few episodes ago, I was talking about my uh, Vassal tournament uh, that I'm in. Yeah. Uh, we are on now on round four, and if you guys don't remember, I lost my very first game. Yes. And now after round four, I'm three and one. Shit. Nice. Which is very nice. Yeah, actually. There's five rounds before the cut, right? So you have one more week. Yeah, I have one more. And actually, I don't even have one more week. Uh, Remember, I do go on vacation on Saturday. Uh, The the scores (laughs) are going to be finalized like tonight, actually, probably as we speak. Um, So I have to immediately find my opponent and say, dude, we need to play tomorrow. Because I won't be able to play next week. Um, Yeah. Where you but going? actually, don't, don't tell about where you're going on vacation. I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll ask you afterward. It'll be nice. Um, but Ooh, I it'll be nice. I'm playing uh, two X wings, two Y wings. Uh, so uh, Dutch because he's awesome. Dutch is uh, great with iron cannon turret and veteran, veteran turret gunner. Uh, the gold with selfless uh, iron cannon turret. You don't have a torpedo or anything in Dutch. No, 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 no torps. Uh, it's just, uh, you can't really make the four ship list with the torpedoes. Yeah. yeah, it's hard. Um, I have Wedge with uh, Swarm Tactics, and I have Biggs uh, to finish it off. Um, so I uh, faced off against uh, Nian, uh, Poe, and Elo. Um, they all had their nice abilities, right? Nian mm-hmm. had his pattern analyzer. Uh, Elo had his Black One title. He's actually probably the preferable ship to take that title, yeah, uh, because of his White Talon rolls. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Poe kind of had a a good setup as well. Um, pretty nervous, right? So you're talking about wedge. We, we talked about this before, right? You, you know, your initiative, whether you have a bid or not, doesn't matter. Um, I want it, but it's like, do I really want an end game wedge versus Poe? You know what I mean? Yeah. Even yeah, though I, I have the initiative bid, like what what is that what does that game me really? It doesn't give me anything. Um so um one of the things that I I do want to talk about specifically to the, how this matchup went was uh a concept and I could probably elaborate a lot on another episode, but it's called the OODA loop. Um and it's a uh, military strategy that's used, which is observe, orient. Uh, um, oh, fuck, I even forgot how, what, what it's called. Right uh, now. Deploy. I'm that drunk. He's not that drunk. He's not He's that, not drunk. that drunk. He's not that not drunk. Not that drunk. <laughs> not that drunk. Google, oh, so save me. Also? Good. Good. <laughs> um, but basically, um, you want to. Uh, it's observe, orient, decide, act. Uh, basically, what you do is you set up a situation where you force the opponent to react to you. And and one of the things that, you know, setting up that the whole situation was that I had mostly initiative three, initiative four uh, pilots. And I go, well, I have to react to him, right? You know what I mean? Because he has two initiative fives and, and initiative six. So therefore... My only thing to do is just to react to, you know, what he's going to, oh, I do something and he gets to react to me. He gets to decide where he's going to be. Um, well, I set up a really 
basically slow engagement. I was meticulous and, and patient. And then he got a very, very good first engagement, which was uh, he got an attack um, where basically I, it looked like I was headed towards Elo. Elo pulled out at the last second. He did his, you know, three white Segnors, which I expected a little bit. But at the same time, it's still a good maneuver, right? He, he set up to be able to, you know, do the chase. Um, Poe had a shot at Biggs. And then Nian had a shot at Biggs. And basically, more or less, unreturned. Uh, I didn't do any damage in the first round. And Biggs lost, like, three health in the first round so what did i do i initially you know um i set up bigs specifically towards the front because the x-wings have closed foils now and i closed foils the next turn did a four straight and a boost and he did not see it coming i blocked poe i brought in the rest of my ships and i literally i lit him up mm. so one of the, the concepts, <laughs> right? Still on like my favorite thing to do to somebody. It's like when you block somebody perfectly and all of a sudden they realize how screwed they were, you're like, oh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So so the next step, right? So I put in a ton of damage on Poe. He's down a two hole, right? Mm -hmm. So um again, Elo did his funky stuff. He used the black one title to get into a very advantageous position. Again, he's still flying right. All I did was just, I did one very crucial block on mm -hmm. Poe. Um, but Elo's still in a really good position. Uh, Nian is in a flanking position now, even worse for me. Uh, but he had to use the Black One title to get into position. What happens is now Elo's ionized. Mm -hmm. Poe is at two hole. So what do I do? I have, in, in that, that situation, I actually got a really good return. I took minimal damage. Biggs didn't take any damage because he was way out of position where he thought he was going to be. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden now he has a situation with Poe is very, very damaged. What do you do with Poe when he's very, very damaged? Run you away. run him away. You run away. Exactly. <laughs> run away. So now he's reacting to what I'm doing. And now I see Elo. He is ionized. So what do you think I do? Turned all four of my ships towards Elo. Yeah. And then Elo gets destroyed. So you would think that in that situation, a lot of people, the mistake that they do in that situation is that they get way over aggressive. And they go, yeah, let's let's kill Poe. Poe's almost dead. No. I mean, it's, a, it's, so, it's such a risky maneuver, but sometimes worth it to be like, so, there are times, like, they always say don't switch targets. Well, I mean, that's that's true to a point, but they also can't, like, doggedly commit to a target that you can't take out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where's the value exactly. there? Like, if somebody's exactly. running away, don't chase them down. Well, and you also can't... You have to let them go because they're now irrelevant. Like, you also can't overcommit to a target at the detriment of allowing your opponent to just chase you with the, with the rest of his ships. Like, without, yeah, I was being know. I was being flanked by two ships, and then one of them happened to be basically where I didn't have to even think about where he was going to end up. Because yeah. he was ionized. Yeah. Um, so it worked out really well. So now I focus fire L LO. I didn't actually kill him, but I got him down to one hole. Mm -hmm. So now this is a perfect situation. I had, um, I think Biggs was very, very close to dying at this point and um, had a few damage on two of my Y Wings. Wedge is still decent. So I'm winning the fight, right? Uh, and uh, Joe, you've talked about this before. You know what I mean? It, 
at every single stage, you know what I mean? You have to identify where where's the game state. Yeah, the, uh, the the, st- there's a different matchup at all times. The matchup yeah. isn't like fixed destiny at the beginning of every game. Actually, it's funny because I was actually thinking about that, which is extra funny because I think my own theory is kind of bullshit. But I mean, <laughs> like, there's... We, one of the things I talked about in a different episode is that, that a guy with one... Hanging on to that one last life is not the same guy that came into the game, right? Because his his maneuvers are different. He's now maneuvering to not die. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. He's holding back. He's attacking from a different angle. He's doing things differently. And good players recognize how he plays differently and maximize that. You know what I mean? They realize that he's playing conservatively. Like, if a guy's playing conservatively to not take that one last shot to not die, especially if he doesn't have the pilot skill advantage and he's going to get pilot skill killed before he shoots back, that changes where they're going to land, and now you know where they should land, and you should be able to kill them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And and actually... If that's the worst thing that happens to you, you know what I mean? Yeah, and and how that actually ended, and I I forgot about this, actually, that uh, Biggs actually didn't die early. Um Biggs died at a very, very crucial round where basically he had maybe one or two hole left. And I said, well, he's initiative three. You know what I mean? He's going to possibly end up getting initiative killed. He, remember, I you know flew him straight out of the formation and all that stuff. What is the best position I could put Biggs in right now? And I said, within range one of Wedge. So I brought him back in aggressively, even though I was blocking my own maneuver. I knew he was going to bump, but he would have had a range one shot at Poe. But I swarm tactics Biggs, which meant that Poe couldn't PS kill or initiative kill Biggs. Yeah. So I was able to get an extra shot off of Biggs, which actually did damage to Poe. Remember, he was at two hole, mm-hmm. and which also he just wasted forced- like. Pose time at a token that's still good yeah yeah it, well, that's what i was saying him. he had a target lock and a focus but guess what he was afraid to spend that focus on offense so mm-hmm. even though he killed bigs because he spent the target lock he did end up rolling three hits and i was like well he's dead anyways but you know what i mean he i, I it, had i had a situation where he would have been forced to spend a focus token i set up a reactive basis situation um, so I, you know, I was able to shoot back at Poe. I was able to clean out Elo, and then I was able to clean out Poe the next round. And then after that, it was just like Nian against three ships. It was yeah. just not going to happen. Um, so I just, I basically wanted to reiterate what there are situations, uh, specifically where you're going up against aces, um, critical blocks do count. As it's so so high, a lot of people tend to just go. I just want to shoot yeah. with this ship, um, and sometimes it's better to not let your opponent do what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is block, more important a than getting by a, a couple shot. of shots. Is one of the most satisfying things you can do in X one. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because like uh, it was like, a very satisfying match. There, for sure. If you get a shot on a guy that's highly maneuverable because you you did the right maneuvers, you know what I mean. You generally understood where he was going to be, and you managed to aim an entire arc at him, right? If you block a guy, you said to yourself, I know exactly within the size of one small ship base where he's going to be or where he's going to go, Yeah, and you were right. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. It's like getting a guy at arc involves getting him, generally speaking, in, you know. In front of you. Yeah, in front of you. <laughs> yeah. Like no. blocking him means I said, this guy's going to end up right in this exact spot and you're right. Yeah. Oh, and the biggest, the biggest thing also on that, on that pole block, the very, very beginning, there was actually more to it than what it actually turned out to be because I had two range two shots with my Y wings who have iron cannon turrets and veteran turret gunner, which means that I assumed that I also would be able to tag him with an ion token mm-hmm. the very next turn you would have done a one straight onto a rock into the Oof. front of it which Oof. meant that the next turn yeah, the next you would have been through, again. through the rock again Oof. oh god so he would have lost two turns and also would have had no offense um possibly died as well so i actually never even ionized him and I still won. Like I set it up all for a specific scenario, which was if I ionize him, I win. And that didn't happen. I still won based on the fact that I made him react to my maneuvers and made him react to my choices rather than me react to him going, well, he has initiative advantage. So therefore I need to react to what he's doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, that's something that a lot of people, um, I hope that need to take in mind is that flying lower initiative pilots has a huge advantage in the fact that you take up space yeah. before they get to yeah. um, go into the spot where they want to. So use that to your advantage. Make sure that you're blocking efficiently at least you know what i mean block with the ships that you're supposed to block with bigs because he gets absorb targets and then also that is the target you know of priority for the opponent so if you don't get to shoot at bigs then you're already winning um so you have to kind of use that to your advantage if you're flying lower initiative uh uh ships uh just hope that people realize that all right. Well, I think uh, we're ready about to about ready to wrap this baby up. We got anything else we wanna we wanna finish up with? I want to say Happy Pie Day to everybody. It's, happy uh, Pie Day. Yeah, this is, is oh, now shit. officially three point one four. Oh yes. <laughs> so everybody, you know, get you some pie when you're out of this. Yeah. Um, and I think this is actually the fantasticest episode we've ever done. I mean, yeah, of course. Every um, episode's it's, better it's than the sexy. one before. I mean, obviously. Oh, yeah. Uh, we got those exclusive previews from FFG. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about an actual game of X-Wing that Joe played. Uh-huh, yeah. Which is, you know... Rare. Pretty rare, yeah. 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 It's, you know... I can't wait. Day. I can't wait for the post-Hyperspace Trial Tournament report, actually. Oh, you know, my God. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm stuck. That'll be interesting, because I, I did... I've had to rethink my approach to these. <laughs> well, don't, don't, a, don't rethink it too much, but... <laughs> There's a tournament rundown here, at least for the next uh, week or two. Yeah, yeah. What do you uh, What do you got there? We got cool stuff uh, this Saturday, March 16th, uh, doing a Wake 2 championship. Mm-hmm. I will be in North Carolina. Uh, we have a hyperspace tournament at uh, Big Daddy Games, uh, March 20th. We do. Yep. And yeah, it's a one, we the have... one of the Wednesday night tournaments. Wait, did you say it was a, what kind of tournament, though? It's a hyperspace event. Oh, just hyperspace format. Yeah, hyperspace format. Oh, 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 I thought we were having like a hyperspace trial on no, Wednesday no, no, night no. at Big Daddy. I'm like, we do no, no, what? No, no. Just, no. Hyper, just a hyperspace. Just a regular uh, old hyperspace. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to format. go actually because I need to get some reps in. <laughs> get the reps. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, March 23rd, obviously, the Hyperspace Trials in South Florida, as well as a Wave 2 Championship at Cool Stuff Maitland. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's uh, just some of the tournaments that are coming up. And then I think was the 30th, we got um, Wave 2 Championship at Get Your Phone On and a Hyperspace yeah, and Jacksonville, I'm going to be doing it there too. We're just we're just trying to squeeze these things in with the hyperspace trials because we've got like yeah. we essentially have hyperspace trial week off, hyperspace trial, hyperspace trial. So <laughs> uh, the next four weeks are pretty busy, pretty busy for yeah. sure. And uh, yeah, there's the uh, road to trials at uh, Waterford, and then the two way two championships. Yeah, um, there's a lot of X-wing going on in the next month here. A lot of X-wing in, in the uh, southeast in Florida. So um, I'm helping uh, George out on collecting that tournament data. If you guys can help me out too, as well. Yeah. Um, so I definitely want to push for that uh, next invitational that he's running. Um, yeah. To make sure it includes the whole state. Yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll talk to yeah I'll talk to Clay. We'll get the uh, we'll, we'll we'll get more more results. From I am. I am officially on the board, uh, by the way, on the rankings. I am, oh. 20, I am 26th out of 34. Oh. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> Is that from that one tournament you went to out, out there? Yeah, the, yeah. The, my one in four showing. So uh, that's, four, that's, you're still ahead of eight people? Wow. Apparently. So yeah. It's probably the MOV or the, the because yeah. I played more matches. So Yeah, maybe. Yeah, those losses still count for something. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, gentlemen, dials down. Bottoms, Bottoms up. Bottoms up. Catch you later, everybody.